You know, one of the things that God has been speaking to us as a church, uh, Pastor Nate, at the beginning of every year, will identify a theme for the year, a word for the year, a phrase for the year, and it's look and listen. That's a theme for us, for Emmanuel, throughout 2023. It's, a, it's an active attitude of leaning in, of paying attention to what God is saying, to what God is doing. And uh, in our series that we're in on Sundays and in our connect groups, we've, uh, we've got this theme of eyes on eternity, the perspective of, of God's plan that goes way beyond our, our lifetime. It extends into, into his plan forever and ever. And uh, tonight, I, you know, as I was praying about what God would speak to us as we are gathered, I love that seek first, the first Wednesday of every, of every month, we get to kind of lean into some extended time for prayer, for worship, and and uh, we get to lean into what God is speaking to us specifically. Uh, I, I want to talk about what it means to have our eyes opened. You know, as we're talking about looking and listening, there's such a, you know, if you did a word study of all scripture about opening eyes, it's, it's something that's present throughout the whole Bible. One of my favorite stories is in 2 Kings chapter 6. We're not going to read it. You can just reference it. Uh, take some notes on the, on the side. of Use a connect card and take some notes. Use one of those notes cards. And uh, it tells the story of this Old Testament prophet, Elisha. He's with his sidekick, and they are surrounded by the enemy's uh, army that has sieged them, and they are coming in to overtake them, to kill them. And uh, the sidekick, uh, he opens the shutters to this, the house that they're staying in, and he sees that the enemy is all around. He's got 20-20 vision when it comes to identifying what the enemy is doing. And I think a lot of us can, can uh, empathize or identify with that as well. We have very clear vision, maybe discernment about what the enemy is doing, about the problems that are around us, about his agenda to, uh, to come to steal, to kill, to destroy but what happened in this, in this man's life is that he panicked. He became fearful and he said, we're going to die. We're not going to get out of this. And Elisha, he calmly walks over and he says, and he doesn't speak to the servant. He says, God, would you open his eyes so that he can see that there are more with us than are against us? Would you open our eyes so that we could see that there are more with us than are against us. Would you open our eyes so that we could see that greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world? And all of a sudden, God brought about this miracle. He opened this man's eyes, and he was able to see all this host of angels that were there, that were surrounding. They were, they were surrounding the enemy that, was, that thought that they had the upper hand. And uh, and there was a shift that happened at the moment that this servant had his eyes and his understanding opened. You move from the Old Testament into the Gospels and you have Jesus healing a lot of people uh, that had issues with their eyesight, people that were blind from, from birth. One guy you probably remember in the Gospels, he, he uh, had like a, a healing in installments. And so he got his first installment. He could see people, but they looked like trees. And, uh, and so he came back and, and asked God for a second touch, and then he was able to see clearly. And I think oftentimes God will progressively heal our eyesight. Jesus then taught about eyes. He said that if you see a sliver in your neighbor's eye, what are you supposed to do? Pull out the tweezers and uh, poke him in the eye. Help him out. He said, no, 
look at the plank that's in your own eye and address that first before you start pulling out the speck or the sliver in your neighbor's eye. And uh, eyesight is, it's a big theme throughout scripture. I want to encourage you, if you do have an opportunity to lean into that and, uh, and study it some more. And I believe that God is still in the business of opening eyes, of healing eyes, and uh, of giving us his vision, eyes for eternity, and also eyes to see what he is doing currently in our lives. Prophets were often called seers. God would speak through visions as well. He will give us an understanding that, that helps us to interpret what we're going through and where we are at. And so our prayer tonight is that God would open the eyes of our understanding. Amen? I don't know about you, but I had, I had a actual physical healing in one of my eyes. You know, when I was uh, early 20s, I, I've always enjoyed playing soccer. My knees uh, have given up on me at this point. But uh, I was playing in uh, Analia's neighborhood, her hometown neighborhood. And there was this one guy that really knew how to kick the ball. He was like a cannon. He didn't have a leg. He had a cannon instead of a leg. And so he turned around and smashed that ball. He was maybe two feet away from me. And the ball went straight at my eye. I think my eye probably popped inside my head and bounced back out. It was so bad. And, uh, and I, you know, I, he almost knocked me out. And I remember that as soon as that happened, I was kind of dizzy. And then as soon as I was able to kind of find my bearings, I had all these black spots in my, in my vision. And I was like, oh, shoot, this is, this is probably not a good thing. I had all these, these different areas where I, you know, I, I couldn't see. I just saw these like clouds, black spots all over the place. So I thought, I'll do, I'll do what every wise man does and just wait till it wears off and gets better. And, uh, and then after that didn't work for about three or four days, I decided to go and, and, and see an eye doctor. And uh, this thing kept on, I was, it was my left eye, and I, and, and I could see, if I closed it, I could see everything perfectly in my right eye. Left eye, when I'd do that, I had all these different black clouds that had developed. And as I went in, I'm waiting, and, uh, and, and the doctor, she sees a, a, another guy that had had a very similar situation, and, uh, and she says, you got retina that's become detached, and this is something that you're just going to, your brain is going to sort it out, and you're just going to have to make do and, and, uh, and live with it. And so you've got these permanent blind spots that you've got to adjust to. And as soon as I came in and I said, yeah, I was playing soccer, she's like, oh, don't even tell me. It's always two patients with the same issue. I could diagnose you without even checking you. And that was not very encouraging to me. And then she said, here, like, why don't you put your head back and give you these drops. And it, and it dilated my pupils. And then she was able to, to check inside my eye. During that time, I was praying pretty intensely. And, uh, and I said, God, I just ask you to heal my, my eyesight. I want you to, you know, please restore it to the way it's supposed to be. And don't let me live with permanent blind spots. Remove the black clouds from my eyesight. And, uh, and as soon as that pupil was dilated enough for the, the doctor to check it, she, uh, she uh, checked it once, checked it twice, checked it three times. She said, are you sure it was this eye that got, that got hit or was it the other one? Your retinas look like they're in perfect condition. And, and it, as soon as I got up from that, uh, that doctor's chair, I was able to see completely. So it was, it was a miracle that happened for my eyesight. Praise God. And to this day, I have, I've, I've got great eyesight. Um, I've, I've got, I'm not using cheaters or anything yet. 
I know that they're on, <laughs> I know that we're all condemned to use them at some point. But um, what happened that day is I, I learned more than just God's healing for physical eyes. I learned that God wants to make us free from permanent blind spots in our own, in our own life. And there's a prayer that I want us to read together. It's in Ephesians chapter 1. Paul prayed something very similar to what Elisha prayed. Elisha was praying for his sidekick. He said, God, deliver him from fear. Open his eyes so he can see. Open his eyes so he can see who you are. Open his eyes so he can see what you are doing. So he can see your purposes. Because that'll change everything. Circumstances might not shift yet. But his perspective will change forever. And he will move from fear to faith. Paul prays this over a congregation in, in Ephesus. And uh, it starts in, in chapter 1, verse 15. He says, ever since I heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. Some versions say, open the eyes of your understanding or illuminate the eyes of your heart. Remember that old song? Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you. Some of you are like, what do you mean? Oh, that's a new song. It's all perspective. It's all a matter of perspective, right? It says in, uh, in Ephesians 1.18, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called his holy people who are as rich and glorious inheritance. There's three prayers that Paul requests when he says, Lord, open their eyes. This is my prayer for you is that you would open their eyes. The first thing is he's saying, Lord, open our eyes to your hope. I love the series that we're going through on Sundays. We got our our fourth uh, week happening this Sunday. You're not going to want to miss it. Pastor Nate's going to lead us into the, the final message for eyes on eternity, why today matters forever. But it really is a perspective of a hope that goes beyond the present moment. It's so easy to get stuck in whatever we're living, whatever emotion we're going through today, and to lose sight of the fact that God has given us hope that goes into eternity. And because we've been talking about it for a full month, I want to encourage you to go to your connect group and uh, continue the conversation. We're not going to park at this point, but it really lines up with what God is saying to us as a church. Lord, open our eyes so we can see your glorious hope for our lives. If we lose sight of eternity, we're going to lose our way. We're going to lose our perspective. We're going to lose our mission. We're going to lose our sense of orientation in, in life, in direction. And so God is, he is in the, in the business of opening our eyes. And one of the things he wants to do is reveal, pull back the shades, remove the blind spots that have to do with our eternal perspective. It says in, in uh, the NIV, I've been reading from New Living Translation, the same verse in the NIV makes a distinction that I want to point out. It says, I pray that the eyes of your heart will, may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. And then look at this. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Lord, 
Open our eyes to our inheritance. Not only our hope for eternity, but our inheritance. You know, something about inheritance. A lot of families end up getting into, into discussions and fights over inheritance. A lot of people uh, feel entitled to inheritance. A lot of people wanna, want to want to speculate about inheritance. We have an incredible inheritance in God. When God spoke to the people of Israel, he said that they would inherit the land of promise that flows with milk and honey. And, uh, and, and, and being able to receive and conquer everything God has promised to us, it's based on inheritance. It's based on relationship with him. It's based on being, being uh, included in his will, in his purposes. And God wants to reveal to us the relationship that we have with him, the identity that we have with him as sons and daughters of God. And he wants to reveal what he has given us as an inheritance, not only today, forever, but there is an aspect for today. What does he say about who I am today? If I'm able to have a clear picture of who he says that I am today, who I am in my relationship with him, that is gonna, it's gonna change everything. It's gonna change the way I do life. It's gonna change the way I relate to my wife, my kids, the way I relate to co it, It's gonna give me a security and a confidence because I know who I am in him. It's our inheritance as his holy people. We have an identity in him. We have, uh, we've got a relationship with him. We've got a security and a confidence with him. There's so many um, questions and so many different tensions and struggles around the topic of identity in our current world. And, uh, and, that, and as a church, we're not exempt to that. We're not, we're not, we don't live uh, removed from that. The pressures that, that uh, our kids and youth are living today and our adults are living today, that's, you know, we're, we're not isolated or bubble wrapped against that. We live in the same context. The difference is not in our surroundings because we could isolate ourselves and go and live in a cave and wait for the storm to be done. The difference is what happens inside of us as God gives us a clarity about who we are, our relationship with him, and a peace with the fact that, that we are secure, that we're whole, that we are called his children. The Holy Spirit, one of the things he does is he reinforces and convinces us that we have this relationship of trust with him and we're able to call out Abba Father to God. Amen. So Paul says, God, open their hearts so they can see your hope. Open their hearts so they can see their inheritance as your people. And then finally, Lord, open our eyes to your power. It says in Ephesians 1, 19 through 23, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and he has made him the head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere 
with himself. So that's a, you know, Paul used to write really long sentences and, uh, and it's kind of hard to follow sometimes. Like, did he already start a new thought or is he kind of piggybacking on the other one? And, and so it takes some time to, to, to kind of dive into it. But what he's saying is, God, give them a revelation. Open their eyes so they can see your power, your power on their behalf, your power that, that raised Christ from the dead, your power that comes from authority over any other authority, governing body, not only in the present, but in the future, your power that is made effective and present in your church, in your body. It's complete because we are aware of your power that works on our behalf. And today we need to pray and say, God, open our eyes to your power. Remember that story in the gospels where the disciples are crossing uh, over the sea in a boat with Jesus and he falls asleep and all of a sudden there's winds and there's a storm and, and they're freaking out. They're thinking they're going to die. And Jesus wakes up from his nap and he rebukes the wind. He says, be quiet, be still. Don't wake me up. That's kind of how I respond to my kids when they wake me up from a nap. I'm like, silence, <laughs> leave. And uh, it's the authority of dad's voice, grumpy voice, woken up from a nap, right? And uh, but it says that that nature came in, it, it came under the authority of what Jesus was speaking. And all of a sudden, everything was still. And it says that the disciples, they, they, were, they marveled. They were in awe. They were, they were freaking out because it said, who is this guy? They had seen so many miracles. They had seen so many things that God had done through Christ. But they hadn't seen this aspect of his power and his authority. Even the waves and the wind stand still because he commands them. Who is he? And their eyes were opened to new facets of God's power. Tonight, we're going to pray that God would open our understanding and that we, he would open our eyes to the fact that we have a hope in him. Our story's not over. It's far from over. Our story's just in the prelude. It's, we're just getting started with what God wants to do in our life. We're going to pray that God will open our eyes to our inheritance, to our identity in who he has called us to be. We're going to pray that he will eliminate permanent blind spots, black clouds of retina detachments in our soul, and that he will give us perfect eyesight, not only to identify the things that are wrong in the world around us, but to identify that he is king of kings that he is on the throne, that we are his holy people, that we are called and set apart, that we are secure and confident in who he says we are. And we're going to ask him to also open our eyes so we can see that a power and an authority that has no barrier, that has no obstacle, that has no rival, is the power that God operates on behalf of of his family, of his church. And so whatever we face, and we pray tonight, Pastor Jonathan has led us in a prayer for, for uh, answers and needs and, and miracles. And Pastor Jody's let us also pray with, uh, with the context that we live in and the things that we're experiencing in our states and in our nation, around the world. But we want to pray that God would not only address the immediate things that are happening now, but he would shift our understanding and that he would open our eyes from this night on so we could live with that awareness. This is something Paul would pray constantly for the church of Ephesus. By extension, he prayed it for us as well. 
It's a prayer that we can that we can jump into. We can echo tonight and say, God, enlighten my understanding. Let your light shine into my soul. Help me see, God. Help me see what I'm not seeing tonight. Help me discover more about you. Help me know you better. Help me hear you more clearly. Today is an opportunity for us to look and listen for his voice. Would you stand with me? And would you, in your own words, just begin to say, Lord, you know exactly where I'm at. You know what my blind spots are. God, you know what my fears are. You know what my anxieties are. You know, God, my, my frustrations, what my angers are. And today, God, I come. I don't want to live with permanent spots and blind spots and, and uh, planks in my eye. I don't want to live, God, trying to fix the world around me and not address the issues that I carry around. Lord, I want to pray that you would open my eyes, open our eyes tonight, God, to your hope in our lives. Open our eyes, God, tonight to our identity, our inheritance, our relationship with you. And open our eyes, God, to the amazing and incredible power that is still current, that has no rival. Power to heal, power to deliver, power, God, to set us on course for your purposes for eternity. In the name of Jesus, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you for joining us. We pray that you are encouraged and blessed by today's message. Check out emmanuelcc.org for faith resources, how to get plugged into community, or to join us live on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. We are so excited to see what God is going to do. The best is yet to come.